Welcome back to the Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. Kind of an interesting week here because maybe we're coming in a little hot in terms of negativity this week. Not intentional, um, but that might be the vibe. But first, I want to know, where'd you go hiking this morning? You know, Lindsay, since I can't uh, run anymore, I'm actually supposed to start running this week, according to my physical therapist. But uh, I've recently discovered a million little, like a network of hiking trails in Twin Peaks, which is not where I live, but not far from where I live. It's like, I got to like walk a mile straight up the hill. But once you walk that mile up the hill, there's a million different, different uh, paths to tread on. So I'm trying to do 10,000 steps a day, Avi. I'm at 9,500 for the day. But yeah, I mean, I've, in my advancing age, I've, I'm becoming more of a hike guy. We will get into TV, but I just had to ask because I actually also went on a hike this morning. It's Monday morning. It is a very random time to go hiking, which is why I like to go because that's when no one out there yeah. are not necessarily. So wait, that's why we're talking about it here. But um, you live near somewhere named Twin Peaks. I did not know this. Obviously, that's oh, a show yeah. that I watched forever ago. That's It's Washington though, right? So what, what is Twin Peaks in California? Well, Twin Peaks is a fictional town in Washington. Yes. Twin Peaks is a, is a real neighborhood in San Francisco. Okay. Well, now and I know. I know. I feel like San Francisco is a good city to hike because it's just one hill after another. Yeah. And there's a lot of sneaky, sneaky, like forested areas where you're like out of nowhere. You're like, oh, I'm in the middle of the city, but now I'm in Ferngully <laughs> in two seconds, that- you know? The hike I did is also that. It's a city hike that is woodsy. Not to brag, but I'm at 11,000 steps today. Uh, so, okay. you know, just like to get my, my week started off right with a little, uh, a little nature. But obviously, when I'm not out in nature getting my 10,000 steps in, we are watching a lot of TV. I watched a lot of stuff this week, and I didn't really like any of it. So how about you go first with your well, should first we do the, it, sounds like, it sounds like we have one thing that we both did. Um, yeah. And that's Heaven's Gate. Yes. On HBO. And I will tell you this. That's my one bright spot of the week because I actually like Heaven's Gate a little bit. Uh, it's not – are you going to talk about mur- uh, Murder on Middle Beach? No, because I actually didn't have time to finish that one. Okay. I was – well, yeah, I'll talk about that. Okay. Um, so Murder on Middle Beach, you talked about it a little bit. It's uh, annoying, but it's kind of the style now in which the uh, – the filmmaker, the storyteller makes him part of the story, which it's his mom. So I get that, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's definitely all about him. Um, Heaven's Gate is the cult of cults. Heaven's Gate is definitely uh, the story is on the, the two people who, who put it together the 25 years from it's the cult's inception to the organized mass suicide. Uh, I'm only two episodes in. A lot of it takes place in the Bay Area. So that's always nice when you like recognize the towns they're meeting in. You know what I mean? Uh, so that might have something to do with it on a super superficial level. But I like it. I, it's, it's a classic documentary. You're seeing it through the eyes of people, for, through journalists who tried to infiltrate it back in the mid-70s. Uh, it's not Mimi like murder on Middle Beaches. And uh, it's a CNN original. I didn't realize CNN produced it. Well, they, they've done all, all the good stuff, the, the decades, documentaries, the 60s, 70s, 80s, the movies stuff, the movies we love. So, so far I'm into it. I'm only two episodes in though. Real quick on, 
Real quick on CNN, have you seen Holy Hell, which is a different cult, a much smaller, lesser known cult? Um, I believe it was called Buddha Field, and that was a CNN one that ended up on Netflix a couple years ago. It is now on Amazon Prime, but you have to pay to rent it. So it's like four ninety nine to rent it. I know because I want to recommend that one. It was one of those cults where the cult leader was obsessed with, like, the narcissism makes you film yourself. So the so he had a videographer constantly. So there is just a million hours of footage of this cult. It's a lot like The Vow, honestly, where the guy is always on camera. But there's all this raw footage that made for a really great documentary because you're just living inside of it for however long. And then, of course, it unfolds and it's crazy and terrible. And it, the guy's a bad guy, but it's just a more interesting documentary because of the video they had. But anyway, it's called Holy Hell. It's on Amazon. I don't know how it got pulled from Netflix, obviously, licensing and all that Um don't pay to rent it, but if it ever yeah, that becomes... Should be a, that, that should be our thing. I don't think we should ever recommend something where you have to pay for it. No, there's, but there's I'm just much, telling there's you... There's way too much free content out there. If you ever come across Holy Hell in the Wild and you don't have to pay for it, I strongly recommend it. It's very interesting. Whereas this Heaven's Gate, it, it's tougher. They're showing a lot of newspaper clippings and newspaper headlines because there's not necessarily video from the 70s, 80s, 90s when all of this was going on. And that was a little harder for me. Well, they make a point because uh, obviously Jonestown was what, early 70s, 73, 74, something like that. So, I mean, cults were hot in the mid 70s. So they were investigated. The Heaven's Gate people were. And I think the FBI, they were like, you know, the two leaders, they're not malicious. They're not mean, mean. Everyone, it's like a big free choice thing. So they weren't... Uh, self-obsessed self-absorbed so a lot of people were like oh I, they must be harmless because you know I, at that point they had enough power they could have been like tyrannical but they were they were just easy going you can come and go as you please kind of thing so that's why they were able to um operate for 25 years before the ultimate suicide i also growing up <clears throat> i did i mixed up uh the david koresh people and the heaven's gate people a lot you know what i mean in my mind it's just kind of one big cult that yeah did they commit mass suicide or not who knows but now now these documentaries are hashing them out a little bit better for me we're a certain age where we were alive when these big events happened in a lot of these cases so but we weren't old enough to know the details and the specifics and to know okay this one did this this one did this so we just have a base knowledge of a lot of these cults unless you've taken the time there's some podcasts that are all cults all the time like if you really have an interest in this subject i'm somewhere in the middle i think you and i like true crime so maybe we'll watch documentaries on the subject but i'm not this sounds silly i'm not super into cults well cults is it's the same story every time right you get some egotistical maniac who spews bullshit and then he gets enough like-minded people and usually these people are like uh, runaways, transients, young transients looking to belong somewhere. And then before you know it, he's got, you know, 600 followers and you got a cult. But a thing with the vow, which is the Nexium cult, which obviously that was, um, had just gone to court recently. That's a very recent case. So Nexium, um, the, the vow was a documentary on that on HBO. And then with Heaven's Gate, they make a point to talk about the fact that they didn't just want people like, People who weren't intelligent. A lot of these are very educated, very successful. The Vow, um, Nexium really went after like children of actors or anyone. I mean, Allison Mack, right, from Small But like they really went after those tangentially famous people. I was just going to say, yeah. I was going to say, sorry to cut you off, they go after insecure people. 
And who's more insecure than than actors? That's Educated, why I, I, but insecure. These, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah. and it's and it's never a not. It's not, it's not like they just go. I don't know. They're very good about picking their prey, and it works out for them typically until it doesn't. Which obviously, with Heaven's Gate, um, it's a four part documentary. You said you're through two. Heaven's Gate. Yeah, I'm through yeah. two. We should also say, you said it's HBO. I believe it is only HBO Max. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. So, oh, sorry. So to me, it's it, to me, it's one and the same. But I understand there's a difference. Yeah, I think honestly, most people that have HBO do have some access to HBO Max, but I just don't know the specifics there. So, just wanted to clarify that. Um, but it is a four-parter. I've only watched one episode. Um, I it was fine. I'm gonna p- finish watching it. I wasn't in love with it. Uh, the names. Uh, T and Doe, the cult leader, the cult leaders choosing those names. So apparently, it came from Santa Music, Doremi Faso, Doremi Faso, Latido. It's like the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Get it? Doremi Faso, Latido, but it's T. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering so, why they chose those two names. So let me. How about a music lesson here on the rec center, mm-hmm. right? An octave is eight notes. So do re mi fa so la ti do. That's that an eight stretch. So then picking do to t is a full octave range. That's the reasoning behind do and t. Okay. They also deviated to bow and peep at one point because apparently they wanted to emphasize the fact that they had sheep. That sheep. Yeah. So these people are interesting when it comes to naming themselves. Well, okay. So you mentioned the kind of people that go to these cults, and this is getting way, way too inside baseball. But you mentioned a lot of these people are smart. And, you know, so that's why it was alarming that they would buy into this uh, nonsense. But a lot of these people were smart, educated, but whatever was happening in their field, they weren't being as successful as they thought they should have been. And so their own egos must have been like, well, I need an advantage or something's not going my way because of this. How about let's try this? And now I'll unlock this part of my brain and things will start going my way. That's just me. I mean, just, that's just me working it out in my brain. We have very vaguely talked about the fact that these people were doing some kooky stuff. Like they thought their bodies were going to transform and they were going to float up into space and become essentially aliens, right? Like that's one of the, or did I, okay. So you, you look like you want to explain it differently than that. Well, no, I was just thinking, I was actually just thinking this this morning when I was watching it. (laughs) Do you think if they were still around, they would have felt vindicated because the Pentagon just released stuff that said, yeah, there's absolutely UFOs. Like what are you going to do? <laughs> I actually, back in the back in the mid '90s, it was like still like UFO was like crazy stuff, but now it's very much real stuff. Did I miss the you Pentagon know? report that confirmed there was aliens? Yes, dude, it happened in like April or May, and everyone was freaking out about COVID. I was gonna say we were kind yeah. of busy with other stuff. The Pentagon couldn't have waited for a better day, not like Friday no. news dump that information. That's exactly why they did it. I think they're just like, oh, by the way, UFOs are totally real. Here's like nine examples. Okay, well. Good for aliens. Maybe the Heaven's Gate people would be vindicated. It's a pretty interesting documentary. I actually kind of didn't love... I don't know if they explain everything. I don't know if it's the timeline that's a little off for me. I didn't love the actual like structure of the storytelling, but I'm one episode in. It's interesting enough. You know, I'm excited to see. There's a tagline in the beginning where it's like, Everyone knows how Heaven's Gate ended. No one spent any time trying to learn about what happened in the 20 years before, basically. It is crazy that, yeah, they were, they, it, was, it was a slow burn. They ramped up to that giant mass suicide. So Yeah. yeah. So 
I'm in, you're out. Yeah. Well, just a lukewarm recommendation for me. It's, it's there. It's not terrible. That's as nice as I can go on that. The other thing, and I was actually going to do this one in a combo with a separate HBO max doc. Have you watched baby God? Baby. I have watched baby. I have watched baby God. What did you think? (laughs) Uh, That guy died in in the right time before 23andMe could expose him. Baby God, if you don't know, is uh, this OBGYN. Yep. Who uh, people would come to him if they were having trouble making babies. And they would bring um, semen of their partners and would say, hey, make me a baby. And he'd be like, oh, totally. And use his own semen. And what did you think about it? Because obviously he had, uh, what did they say, hundreds of kids? He had hundreds of kids. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and obviously like with 23andMe, there are more and more people. And honestly, now that this doc is out there, maybe more and more people are going to be finding out. Uh, It's based in Las Vegas, right? So like he Mm -hmm. was working in Vegas. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of kids being like, and (laughs) the craziest part is, well, not, sorry, it's all crazy. I don't know what the craziest part is, but it stretches decades. So he started doing this in like the 50s, but then there are also kids of, or maybe even the 40s. There are also yeah. kids of his that are born in the 80s and honestly yeah. it could be later. So your siblings are like 50 years different in age from you, your genetic siblings. All of these people were obviously raised by whoever their parents were. And again, most of them didn't know until much later in life that this was their father. I think that overall it brings up really interesting philosophical questions about like nature versus nurture, because not only was he a, a liar and kind of skeezy but he also is accused of of rape and other yeah. crime, legitimate crimes he's a bad person mm-hmm. well and, he's dead but yeah sorry he died in 2006 i had to look that up earlier um he was sued by the way this has got to be a crime i don't even know what the exact charge for this would be but well, there's no way that it's not illegal now i don't yeah i don't want to get too far into it i don't ruin the documentary but he was brought to court and there was <laughs> the lawyers struggled because there what it was such a weird thing to be accused of there wasn't a charge for it yeah there, so his defense lawyers were like what's the law he broke you yeah. know and this guy was such a asshole he thought he was doing these women a favor because he thought his gene because he was a smart doctor he was successful he thought he was doing them a solid and that's <laughs> by putting his baby in them that's another thing too with it is like I said, it's, it's these philosophical questions of nature versus nurture because these people are like, my dad was a monster. Does that make me a monster? Or like, I think that the exact line is my dad was a monster. What does that make me? And there were moms who were like, yeah, my kid was really smart and I didn't really know where he got the brains. And now I know because it was this really smart doctor, but I don't think that's true. And I can understand, like, there are just certain things that are not genetic and again, I think it just brings up this debate of, is it how you were raised or is it just your genes that makes you smart, caring, kind, a bad person, a good person? You know, it's again, it's nature versus nurture. Yeah, that doc, it, it was good. I had a bunch of questions at the end of it when it just kind of ended. Like, give me, they never really tell you me how concrete, how many people, how many, like what's, what's an estimation. Then they say that this is like a kind of not like a, not an uncommon thing with OBGYNs across the country. Mm-hmm. So like there's God complexes from coast to coast. Yeah. So I, I felt like they f- wrapped it up with like 85% of my questions answered, which is not enough. 
this again, this is another one I had a problem with the structural storytelling because basically what happens is you find out pretty early this guy did this. He started doing it early. He kept doing it for a really long time and he's got a ton of kids. Like, you know that that's not a reveal. You know that very early. And then the whole, it's like 75 minute documentary is just more and more people coming out. So it's more of his children being interviewed, more of the women he did this to being interviewed. And it doesn't advance the story at all. It's just more and more people saying the same thing. And it's like, wow, look at these 20 people you're hearing from whose lives he ruined or you know, who he, I don't know, severely impacted their lives, but you just, it's just more, it doesn't advance anything. And so it doesn't answer questions. It doesn't necessarily give you any new information. It's the same information over and over. And so you just feel terrible for these people, but there's no plot advancement. There's no story advancement. I don't recommend it. I didn't. Okay. Baby God. Yeah. I'm with you on baby God. I'm kind of like meh on baby God. If you, you'll have more. Yeah. You, you don't, you won't be satisfied at the end of it. You're going to be like, okay, what else? You know, I need more. If you want to watch it with someone and then sit there and have a long philosophical debate about nature and nurture, then watch it. But other than that, like, I just don't think it really was that compelling. So that's where I'm at on that. Do you want to give me your second? Oh yeah. 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 Well, since we're since we're in the mucky muck documentary world, I guess I'll do. Uh, I'm going to make my official ruling on murder on Middle Beach, and okay. I'm not going to recommend it. Ooh, you have you haven't finished it, right? No, I still have two episodes left, so I'm halfway okay. through. Should I not okay. watch the final two? Let me tell you something. It's five hours. It could be a two-hour documentary. They the last one is close to two hours. The final episode. Oh. And they just re they just it's back and forth. His aunt is insane. His sister had a tough life and now she's going through a bunch of therapy and she's working it out. And she married some hot Brazilian dude. Good on ya, sister. They just they the two most interesting characters in Murder on Middle Beach are his crazy aunt, Conway. And his sketchy ass dad who refuses to answer any questions. Mm-hmm. And then they just, they kind of, he, he goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And, oh, maybe my sister did it because my crazy aunt thinks she did it. And then sister wants to tell you how she's not mad at her aunt for thinking she did it because her aunt likes to live in drama. Whereas sister is above it all and went through therapy and is better now. They're, like there's so much, they need to trim the fat on that documentary. And let me tell you something else your suspicions were correct because there's not like a concrete here's who did it thing. So my question is this documentary is going to be a lot better a year and a half from now. So it's been seven years. Why put it out now? Why not wait until you actually have like enough evidence to, to at least put your dad on trial or put your aunt on trial. Like they, it just, it ends right where it begins. You're, you're just pretty sure his dad had something to do with it. And that's it. Do you, so I, I just two episodes in, I was like, the dad 100% did it, and there's no way he can prove it unless something else happens. Is that how you feel finishing it? There, it's just the same thing over yeah, and over again. Yeah. He's like, oh, we had some sketchy, moneyed things going on. Like, obviously, there was a big, uh, there was, his dad was in dealings uh, with some companies in the Middle East, and they weren't thrilled with how he conducted himself. 
herself and the family was in danger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She was worried about it. Um, that's the big reveal in the fourth episode. But then there's like, it ends like, yeah, we're still looking. <laughs> like yeah, the, well, <laughs> he, 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 he holds, this is how self-serving it is. He holds a press conference at the end. And by the way, it's 2020. So like 15 people show up and he holds a press conference at the end in which he reads a prepared statement saying like, if you're out there, I feel bad for you because you have such a weight on your shoulder. Like turn yourself in or I will find you. And like, boom, that's it. Oh gosh. I would have yeah. cringed at that. I, again, the dad probably did it. Whether he physically did it or not had something to do with the hiring, you know, to get this done, right. To have the mom killed is, is how I read the first two episodes. But unless like this dad is not budging, right. He's never going to admit it. So unless the documentary, the dad watches it and is like, oh, I have to come forward, then it's not going to get solved. Because, and that's not happening. Like the dad is never going to admit it. So what was the point then? That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Um, there is a little thing with the, uh, there's a subplot with the Madison Police Department, Madison, Connecticut, in which they were like withholding information from this kid's documentary because they thought, you know, it was an open case, which I totally get. And so this kid takes him to court and he wins. So the cops like have to share the information and like, that's the big, we did it. Pat ourselves on our back. The cops have to share information now, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's a letdown. It's meh. Right. I think if it w- I think HBO knew that too, because I've, I think if HBO knew they had a really good one, you'd see it everywhere. Well, kind of like background noise. So that one actually made its way to HBO, whereas HBO Max was the former two that we had talked about, Heaven's Gate and um, Baby God, are HBO Max exclusives. And I thought because Murder on Middle Beach made its way to HBO, that maybe it would end up being better. Although (laughs) The Vow also made its way to HBO and the first few episodes of that are fine. And then eight episodes in, I think it's nine total, the first season, by the way, there's a second season. And episode eight you're like what am i doing why am i still watching the show talk about something yeah that could be bo- like i think murder on murder on middle beach it's five hours if it's two two and a half it's worth watching i, I wouldn't recommend somebody devote five hours and then at the end you're just like okay what do i know now that i didn't know five hours ago it's so, the, the family was insane and there's alcoholics that's i mean pick a family <laughs> this leads us into my next non-wreck. And before I do that, do you have anything else on Murder in Middle Beach? No. It's hard to say. Oh, you know, I think I, I think they settled on that name because of mom. M-O-M. What about the B? They don't have, if you look at the icon of Murder on Middle Beach, M is super bold, O is super bold, and the second M is super bold. Um. (laughs) I'm serious. And then the Way B to get like creative. Normal. The B is like normal. Interesting. I never saw that anywhere. Um, okay. I'm glad that we ended with that. So Selena is two days old, but it's already number one on Netflix. Um, Selena, the series, I think it's officially called. We talk, have talked about how Netflix doesn't really promo things. They mm-hmm. kind of just release stuff and you'll mm-hmm. figure it out. You'll hear about it and then you'll watch it. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Which is kind of what they did with Queen's Gambit, which is still in the top 10, but was number one for a very, very long time. I didn't end up watching it until it had been out for a couple of weeks. Um, and I just hadn't heard a ton of talk about it until a couple of weeks, you know, that had been out. However, Selena has been 
in the news. It's been obviously reviewed a ton. It's been talked about. I don't know if they're doing billboards and commercials, but I mean, it has been everywhere. And I think because it was so promoted, combined with the fact that she was such a global superstar and Netflix is such a global company, they have so many subscribers everywhere. It's number one. It went to number one the day it was released, which never happens for things on Netflix. Um, so I normally wouldn't talk about things that are in the top 10, but it's only been out for like 36 or 48 hours. It's nine episodes of, I, I for some reason thought it was shorter. It's nine episodes of part one. And in those nine episodes, she does not die. We're just getting her early life. Mm-hmm. Then we're doing a part two and that will be the conclusion of it. I don't know how many episodes that is. They have apparently already filmed, they filmed it during Corona. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's no release date for it. But talking about how th- some They shot season two before they released season one? Yes. Ballsy. Well, I guess, but, I mean, something like this, they knew, yeah. The story's the story. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and you can't, you can't not, you can't do Selena and not get to her death, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, if, someone, if the point of the show was to do, you know about her death, let's show you her life, which is kind of the point of the show. But if it was only that and they made the choice to not even discuss the death or not even go there at all, that's one thing. But basically they're like, we want to stretch this out into as many episodes as possible. And we're going to do it over two seasons when they could easily just have done one season. Have you learned learned anything from the first nine episodes that you didn't already know from the Jennifer Lopez vehicle? I actually haven't seen that in forever. So I, I think I saw that. That came out when we were kids, right? So like I Yeah, it came out like a year after she died. Yeah, in the mid-90s, right? Yeah. Late 90s? Um, I, so I don't know, but I didn't really know. The, the show goes pretty far into her starting out as a young singer and like the struggles they went through like performing in restaurants and performing at carnivals and no one watched them like it's so it's a lot of that stuff you see the development which is obviously to see that that's how they started and how long they struggled for then to finally getting the success like when she was a teenager and obviously she becomes a giant superstar um i didn't i mean i the humble beginnings like i could have guessed but i just didn't know to what extent i guess um so you're a mat on selena it sounds like it's fine if you're really like looking for something to watch, it's enjoyable. And I will say like one of the other things I've struggled with is so many things are just dark and sad and bad. Like all the documentaries I watched, which is understandable because obviously baby God's not going to be uplifting, but so many things are negative. So Virgin River is a show I had talked about a couple weeks ago and season two is out and every plot line is just terrible. Like someone's dying someone's on the run someone is you know struggling with this like everything is sad and i'm just kind of over that and that's not how selena is selena is a little more entertaining and uplifting but it's not like the great i'm I'm three episodes in out of nine i thought i was gonna have to commit a lot less time to it i think is one of my issues the show the show itself is fine and if you are looking for like a third it's the episodes are 30 to 35 minutes throw it on, check it out. I think maybe it gets more compelling, but I just wish we were getting the full story in one season. And I wish I wasn't watching part one, knowing it's just going to end as she gets super famous, basically, you know? Yep. Um, So sounds like a no, I'm never going to watch it. Um, Yeah. If you don't, you're not missing out. um, Okay. As of now though, as of now, I should say, sorry. 
my last one, I'm giving, uh, giving some love to my friends. Actually, it's not love, but Showtime, the Brian Cranston, Your Honor show. Did you watch it? No, I actually am glad you're doing this because I want you to tell me if I should give my time to it or not. Can you explain the format to me? Is yes. It- okay. 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 Interesting idea. He's a judge in New Orleans. Um, and anytime you put anything in New Orleans, New Orleans is like a character, you know, like the vibe of New Orleans, right? Yeah. Um, so it's very New Orleansy. If you're into that, uh, his son gets in an accident. He hits a kid that's on a motorcycle. Kid dies. Uh, son freaks out, leaves, goes home. Dad, Brian Cranston, who's a judge, comes home and sees his son's freaking out. And he's like, what's going on? Oh, you killed somebody. Look, man, we got to just go face the music. Like, otherwise, you're just going to live with this for the rest of your life. Like, your life's ruined if you don't, you know, deal with this right now. So they go in and Brian Cranston realizes when he's there that um, the kid who was killed was the son of the head of some crime family in New Orleans. And he knows that his son is dead uh if he fesses up so he decides right then and there that they will cover up the um the death that his kid had nothing to do with it and here's why i'm i didn't i was kind of disappointed in the first one the 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 pilot he they really hammer home the fact that brian cranston's a stand-up awesome dude wife died of cancer like five years earlier check okay opening scene he's running by and he like goes and hangs out which by the way new orleans do they or do they not love their cemeteries they love their cemeteries in new orleans okay yes so he's there he's paying respects to her blah 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 he in a case (laughs) i can't it's when you watch it you'll know what i mean it is so laughably over the top him being a good guy he as a as the judge knows that the cop is lying and so what he does is he literally comes down off the stand and he calls some exactly he calls someone from the audience up to the stand and he like he like interrogates them this is the judge coming down and from his and then to and then he like disproves what the cop said it's just to go to show like he, they're they're really hammering the home that he's he goes above and beyond he is he's more honorable than any of your most honorable honorables <laughs> so that's in the first 15 minutes brian cranston is like a stand-up guy and then uh, his kid does this and there are scenes of brian cranston scrubbing the car and freaking out like very much breaking bad style so it just feels unoriginal so this is Showtime, right? This is Showtime. It sounds networky. That uh, this, yeah. this the scene you're talking about with the goofy court scene. That seems like yeah. something that would happen in a network show, not a show. Like I, that surprises me that Showtime is doing like hokey stuff like that. It, I mean, if if Brian Cranston isn't in it, it doesn't work. And uh, the guy who plays the um the guy who plays the mafia guy is uh why can't i think of his name but he plays he's in um boardwalk empire Mm-mm, i don't know you've seen show. him, I mean, you've I, seen I him in a million it. things he's the dad in call me by your name 
I think he might have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Call Me Me By Your Name. Um, Anyway, he's an excellent, excellent actor. But it's just so, yeah, you know what? It's funny you say that. It is very very over-the-top ABC, 9 o'clock on a Thursday kind of drama. Sounds like it. So it's it's week to week, like one hour episodes, just a classic Showtime format. Or what's... Yeah, it's just gonna press all the anxiety buttons. You could tell, like the season ahead, like Brian Cranston has to stay one step ahead of the the mafia family and the law, and it's just whether or not he can do it. All right, that doesn't sound. I mean, I don't know. I'll try it at some point, but it is what it sound... is. Like you're you're gonna be stressed out watching it, and that's what they want, right? But yeah. it's just I'm. I was disappointed in the in the the opener. All right, so I don't technically have I like split a few this week, but I want to just end by um, seconding my recommendations that I did last week, which feel good. The Netflix show um, that I talked about last week just today got announced for season two, and people are making fun of the fact that Netflix announced it as its second and final season. Because they're like, when are we just going to get like first and final seasons? Which technically is just a miniseries. But it is a little silly to say, go into the second season saying that it's the final season. But it is Fleabag-esque in the sense that I think the creators and the people who run the show are like, we just want to put out six more good episodes and leave that where it is. So Feel Good is um, just announced. I think they actually are filming currently. I think they're filming in the UK. So don't know when that will actually come out, but you have time to catch up on the very six, the very short six episodes from season one. And then I watched another episode of The Flight Attendant. There's one more available that I have not watched, but I just really enjoyed it for a week of like me not enjoying the things that I was watching. I really, The Flight Attendant is just an enjoyable watch. Like it's easy, it's goofy, but it's entertaining. So I just wanted to second. The Flight Attendant is, it's dead to me. Yeah, not just, dead to me, but you know what I mean. It's, it's is like, like the um, Linda Cardellini and Christina Applegate are two very famous actresses, and I feel like we, when we were trying to come up with this name, oh of yeah, show, we, yeah, you were like the mom from or the daughter from Married with Children, or you said something, and I just like Christina again. Sorry to Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, who are both incredibly famous, successful actresses. Yeah, listen, we're better than that. And uh, yeah. we, you know, we just drew a blank. My mom wanted me, my mom said, <laughs> my mom said we need to do uh, Last Christmas. I didn't have the heart to tell her that that movie's a year old. Wait, I heard it was terrible. Did you, have you seen it? She wants us to do it. I don't know. Maybe she wants oh. us, maybe she wants us to watch it and then recommend it or not. Maybe that's what's going on there. Wait, I'm, we're I probably like. Not, we're probably not going to do Last Christmas. Just. No, tell, tell Joanne that I will watch last Christmas in the next week and come back with my review next week. I just, I, I didn't, yes, I do enjoy him. I did not hear good things about it at the time. And it was a theatrical release. So it was, it wasn't like I was going to go see it in theaters. Where is it streaming now? Flix. Oh, I think it's on Flix. I'm pretty sure it's on uh, Flix. I feel like it just saw, maybe it's on HBO, but I, I feel like I just saw it somewhere. I feel like the algorithm would have served that up to me because I have watched so many Netflix Christmas movies that I feel like I would have seen it on Netflix. Um, It's funny that your mom gave you a movie recommendation because my mom also did. She told me that I need to watch The Martian with uh, Matt Damon. (laughs) You've never seen The Martian? No, I think I have. I think that it- What? The Martian's great. Ridley Scott? I, I I have no problem with it. I feel very, there are not a lot of movies that, 
I feel strongly about. I feel very lukewarm on most movies. Um, I'm not a movie person because of my schedule. I just never went to the movies for like a 10-year period. So I'll see them when they come on streaming. I was going to watch Bombshell. I don't know if we talked about that on Hulu. Um, And I've just been putting that off. But I'm not going to go see Bombshell in theaters. And it also came out at the same time as the Russell Crowe docuseries. But which is better and i don't know short i don't know if, i don't know if it was better but it was the the, the russell crowe one was pretty good it was good it was it, it focused more that one focuses much more on on him him and the other one is roger on ailes and yes. the other one is on the women yeah yes which i would obviously rather watch something that focuses on the women however it was a seven six or seven part docuseries or not um sorry not docuseries it was scripted but that was more in depth and obviously told a lot more of the story and was based on a book, um, the loudest voice in the room and bombshell was just, um, you know, a theatrical release. So like I would rather watch the more in depth miniseries. Um, I no opposition to seeing bombshell. I just didn't. I watched both. Uh, the last Christmas, if you care is on HBO max. Well, (laughs) this is just an HBO max podcast now. I know. Well, Hey, they put out a lot of good stuff. What can I say? Yeah, I, I'm, I am the target audience for HBO Max. I'm awaiting the Gossip Girl reboot. I'm their, their target customer for sure. Anything else? Uh, no. Go Merry watch Christmas. The Martian, I guess. Merry Christmas. We got a few more of these before uh, Christmas. All right. Hopefully the, the content is better this week for us. Oh, I, um, I tried to watch the David Fincher uh orson welles movie mank but i fell asleep what's it called you haven't heard of mank m-i-n-k mink like the animal mank m-a-n-k it's about the making of um citizen kane oh i actually do think i've heard of it yeah anyway but all right i'll have that next time happy watching uh we will see you back here next week 